0: What's hey, wrong
1: with Wayne Williamson? Uh, well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just i badges rain.
1: You've got about another five minutes' sleep here. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's up there. <laughs> you would have been fencing already, wouldn't you, this morning? Well, I'm, I'm, I've had to pull
0: over. I'm halfway to the farm now, and I've yep. had to pull over to accommodate this call. So, you
1: know. <laughs> on, so you but on, when Bush. the great
0: Patty Wells when the great Paddy Welsh uh, beckons, I come. That's as simple as it is.
1: Hey, just very quickly, and we'll get to Vegas and, you know, Bronx and all that sort of thing very shortly, but we just had Kyle Felt on. He's eight shy of his 200th. And, you know, one team player, you, of course, played 250-odd for the Bronx. And he said he, he, he's really looking forward to that because he becomes a life member and it's something that he's really, really proud of. It, it's a big milestone for a footballer, isn't it, 200 games?
0: It, it is, Patty, but it's also when you do it at one club. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a just reward for people who are loyal, I think. Um, and, okay, um, a lot of players jump around clubs in the way things are now. But to to have played at a club where you played that many games and they afford you the the honour that it is to be a a, you know, a life member of anything, uh, it's massive. And it's one of the things I'm like like I was lucky with my footy career and fell into a good era with a good club and all the rest. But but to have played that long, but then get then get a life member, so it's something you get to carry with with the rest of your life. It's one of the it's one of those. It's a very tangible thing, but it's not thing that players think about as much anymore. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a just reward for loyalty, which um, never gets old as far as I'm concerned.
2: Uh, yeah, and oh. durability too, mate. Um, but can you remember round one, which we're going into? We'll talk about Vegas. Can you remember the emotions that'll be swirling around your mind and body in the lead up to every se- season?
0: Well, yeah, well, what happens is, heels, you, you just hope that you haven't lost it somehow yeah. between the last year and this year, <laughs> yeah. you, you haven't forgotten how to play. And honestly, that's how it becomes. You sort of think, you know, when it's when it's because you and here's you played high level sport. You know what it is. Like every game counts. Every game's important. Every time you got to Every time you go out there, you've got to perform. Mm. Um, and that's the unrelenting nature of professional sport. Um, and the thing that always worried me was, you know, is it, you know, is is this a year where it's all gonna become too hard and you start to lose it and you form, you know, the the god of form which comes and goes, we don't know why and where, um, is, is this, am I going to get visited this year and it's not going to be, I'm not going to be able to play properly, so I always used to worry enormously about it and I love getting into the season where, you know, and you start to go to go back to work if you like and it takes yeah. the uncertainty out of it and you're just doing what you do. All
1: mm. right, mate, well you've, you know, we've got... Teams on the ground over in Vegas. What's your take on it? The the NRL are committed long term. They're in for five years minimum. Um, how how do you how do you t- what's your take on Vegas? Well, Paddy, I think
0: if you if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you always got. So if we don't attempt to do new things, well, where will we be? We'll just yeah. be where we are. So so to move forward is, is always the key. Now, I don't think that anyone's unrealistic enough at the NRL. I certainly hope they're not. I mean, there's been a lot of bluster made about this and all the rest of it, but the reality is, the the, the absolute reality is we're we're like a an, like a, a pinprick in an ocean, in terms of Americans and the way they think about sport. But if we don't take it to them and if we don't present it, and and you know, we might be chipping away at this. Like if if their fair income, I know they're talking about five years. We're gonna take a lot longer than five years to introduce our sport to America and then and then try to garner a little bit of favour from that market. And as Peter Volandis keeps pointing out, you don't need a heap of it, um, but if, if this is to work, I don't think anyone's under the illusion that us going over there... Now, I think the unintended positive consequence of this is is how much we're talking about here in Australia. Yeah. It might not be that big to Americans that we're over there in Vegas and playing all the rest of it. Gee, it's a, it's a big thing in Australia. And We're talking about league in a much bigger and broader way than we otherwise would have been at the start of a season. So I think in that way, it's been a, a positive thing. I, I love the fact that they they have this idea that our game can, you know, and having played it my whole life and a very, very loyal league man, I, I love our sport and I'd and i and I'd love to see it grow to be a, a wider thing than, say, Australia, England, New Zealand. Uh, and I think the only way that you do that is to do things like this. But the problem is, of course, Pat as you'd understand, uh, it's very, very expensive to do it. You have to have patience, and that means um, all the different parties that are involved have to have have that same patience, particularly the ones who are stumping up the cash. Um, So so this is a long process, but I love that they've started it. I hope we've got the gumption to continue
2: it. Mm, It's very expensive to believe in your sport, that's for sure. And AFL have proven that too, the amount of money they've spent in the last 10 years... You know, building new franchises and developing their games, unbelievable. So it's good that league's into it.
0: Um, well, know, was, that's a, he was, he, the AFL are a good example. Um, like, if you look at the Kick program and all the rest of it, when they try to enter markets that traditionally grab your league, they've been successful because they backed it with the money that are required, yeah. the investment that's required, but then they, they put together with that patience patience to understand because the way to to enter a new market with a sport is to get kids involved and interested in all that stuff and that's a generational thing so you've got to be in there like minimum 20 years in my mind to, to, to get one generation to look at it and then another generation that actually might do something about it so it's not a, it's not a slow or, or inexpensive process um, but the rewards for that patience um, are enormous
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. Now the Broncos look like they've got everything covered, and they've even got a bit of depth in their bench, which is a different story to
0: three years ago. Well, that's the difference with the club. I did a, a one-on-one with Kevy. Um, you'd have seen it because it was on Channel Seven Hills. Um, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> I know you watch Paddy, but and and, and, and Paddy, you would you would have been no doubt impressed with. How far my journalistic capability has come. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still asking and answering the questions for, for the talent, but you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, those razor, razor sharp interviewing skills. I know I was across <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I was across
0: know. it. <laughs> 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 no, um, and then this is what it, it occurred to me the, the real difference with the Broncos now, and where, you know, Kevy and his, and no doubt all the people who are behind Kevy as well, we're there to be congratulated, is that made us a club of choice again. And that was always that was always the Broncos thing. You know, we, we didn't have to, you know, any of the good kids that were coming through Queensland, um, we would get them because they, you know, they wanted to come to the Broncos because we were that club. Well, we're that club again now, and and you can, you know, you, the, the Reese Wassers and Selwyn Cobos of this world and Payne Hasses are, are a huge part of that because they're they're you know marquee players who, who, who young players aspire to uh, to be and look up to, and so that means that that people want to be at our club. So And, you know, in talking to Kevin the other day, so we're seeing, all, we're seeing the, the benefit of that right now. But the, the further benefit that you allude to Hills, is in behind that is, a, is a, like a team of young players that we haven't even heard of yet who are going to be that next generation mm-hmm. of stars that are at our club, not somebody else's club. That's what happened in those years that we were in the wilderness. Uh, there, was, there was probably three or four, maybe even five seasons of those young players who were coming along, who went to other places yeah. and didn't come to us. But now, in the, in the last three or four years, and this is the thing, this thing's been building for a bit. Yeah, yeah, we had the, that great success last year and, and you know, went with an inch of the grand final victory. Um, but building behind the scenes has been um, this recruitment uh, and retention process, which has got back to what the Bronx always had. And so, therefore, we have that depth. And if we get some interviews and in different different things this year, we're going to have something to go to. And, and um, likely as not, we'll unearth um, the next Selwyn Cobbo or, or Reese Wales, and and oh. that's that's when you get your club back on a long term successful sort of um, trajectory.
1: Look at you go mentioning two backs. You hate backline players. You hate them. All. I know, but I know, I know, Paddy. But I'm trying to I'm,
0: look, I'm trying to broaden my horizons. Anyway, no, well
2: next next it's in, not it's not working. Next interview you do, you'll be back to Pia Kura by you know, within five minutes. Yeah. But he yeah, he apparently that. is looking fantastic and. Everyone must be pleased that medial ligament uh, hasn't been too damning.
0: Yeah, no, I mean this is this is the thing about um, trials and pre-season and all things that that go on. Um, it's it's a heart and a mouth sort of time where you hope you just get you get because funnily enough, you know a lot of injuries happen in, at this point in time because you're not used to week-in, week out playing. But somehow, once you once you get into the groove, you can get past the first couple of rounds. Generally speaking, you know, barring obviously. Um, Cataclysmic events. Generally speaking, you get into a bit of a groove, mm. um, and injury seems to leave you alone. But you've got you have got to get over the hump of the early part of the season. So that's what coaches worry about this time of year. And you know, um, and already there's been a, a few injuries, particularly uh, uh, with the Dolphins. Yeah, um, Tommy, Colin uh, yeah, Tommy Gilbert and
1: Cohen Hess. Yeah,
0: Tommy Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, and then Cohen Hess at the Cowboys. That is a nightmare. That's a that's a nightmare scenario, and the amount of times you see that in preseason games, um, and I think it's you just don't have that uh, the durability that you get from five or six rounds of footy under your belt, and then suddenly, you know, you're used to the impacts again, your body's used to it, and all that. but somehow that seems to protect you a bit from those injuries.
1: Yeah. All right, mate. Hey, great to catch up. We've got to get to a break, but uh, as usual, love your thoughts, and uh, we may even tap your brain uh, during this season. We love having you on.
2: Oh,
0: Paddy I'm it's available, you know
2: that. It's a big first game, isn't it? Roosters Broncos. So uh, we might even talk to you next week. All right, mate. Thanks, Webby.
0: Righto. Thanks, Ben. See (laughs) you.